Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy, as always. Um, we've actually been on a string of recording in person, but today we're back on Zoom. Um, I don't think it's ever going to go away. Thanks a lot, COVID. Um, but we're with uh, Brandon Hugenboom today, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, all musicians kind of find their start. I feel like all musicians kind of get started around like that middle school, high school <laughs> time. Is Was that the same? I'm oh, just... yeah. I definitely did Battle of the Bands in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like high school, middle school. Yeah. Um, and what was it at that time that like got you interested? Did someone gift you an instrument or... Yeah, my parents got me a guitar when I was super young, but I think like a Christmas, Christmas of like maybe sixth or seventh grade. But um, yeah, I was always just kind of like a bit more creative and not super interested in like a whole lot of sports or anything. So it was I always just leaned more towards art and and music. Yeah, I, I, there are a few people that cross over that are athletic and creative, but I find most creatives aren't particularly athletic. Yeah. And considering I, I blew my knee out sleeping, so uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's an age thing, that's, too. That's impressive. <laughs> it sucked a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I had hurt my knee a couple of years ago, but just, you know. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at what point then did you decide to make it your career, you know, and, and do it professionally? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I, I still kind of think it's a hobby at this point. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, I, I will never stop making music, but yeah, it's, it's more of, yeah, just kind of get together with, with friends and ride and, and uh, kind of for my own sanity at the same time. But uh, yeah, um, it's definitely definitely feels like more of a hobby than a career at this point. But um, yeah, getting there. We'll see. The album is out in two days, so I hope. Oh, and so by the time this actually airs, it'll have already come out. Nice. Yeah. And it, they, I'm assuming they can get it everywhere now that the you know Sp- Spotify and Bandcamp yeah. and all the usual suspects. Yep. Yep. All the streaming stuff. But um, yeah, um, I and, and then I have one single out today before the album. Sorry, my dog's barking. <laughs> oh, that's OK. What kind of dog? Luna, come here. Uh, she's a Frenchie. Oh, little, nice. A yeah. white one. Yeah, she's funny. She's uh, she's crying. But anyway. A good friend of mine has um, a couple of French bulldogs and uh, we were at a local brewery. And we were kind of like sitting off to the side and this girl who had gone up to get a beer took forever. And she came back. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just saw the cutest Frenchie. And I'm like, oh, was it Snarls Barkley? And she's like, yeah, it was. I'm like, oh, my God, Snarls is here. (laughs) No way. She's adorable. Here she is. Yeah. Oh, she's she's a goof. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting that you say that you think of it as a hobby. And I feel like that's kind of the I don't want to say a trap. Trap's not the right word an issue that I think creative people run into where, you know, I've always done what I do because I enjoy doing it, but now it's my career. And so now 
I'm kind of at this point where I'm trying to find a legit hobby that I am not going to then try to like incorporate into work. Um, Do you ever worry about it becoming too much like work? Um, Yeah. I I feel like at one point in my life, it was um, definitely a career, but it's just like the lifestyle is so hard and it's not sustainable. And yeah, I just like, definitely kind of stepped back from trying to make it make it so much of a career but um yeah i I think i think there's that dangerous line of of you know taking your passions and and making it work it kind of destroys it in a way so you kind of have to humble humble yourself a little bit and kind of remember why you why you like it why you do it and why it brings you like some type of happiness or or fun but yeah i definitely think it can it can go the wrong way um for a lot of people but i i definitely like back in i think it was like 2015 or so i i kind of wrote music off and was like i'm i'm done with it but it slowly crept back into my life and yeah i just kind of have a new kind of I, I view it differently now and kind of like put some walls up and, and boundaries in a weird way but um yeah yeah i mean that that's really an important thing to do is kind of have those kind of expectations and boundaries because it is you know once you're like okay this is my sole source of income and you put out an album and if you're not feeling motivated or creative you still have to create another album you still have to to play out because that's your income and i think that makes a lot of bands kind of put stuff out that isn't quality or you know they kind of phone it in or whatnot oh for sure yeah there's definitely the pressure to be like have a song out consistently always working on music and i don't know i just kind of take it as it comes now and yeah I, I enjoy writing. I enjoy sitting down and, and writing with songs, but I feel like the ones that really mean something to me just come at random times. Yeah. Whenever they want to come. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. Um, but do you try to, re- regardless of, you know, they come when they come, but do, do you try to kind of write every day or, or are you still just kind of like, if I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> no, um i i've been on a pretty dry spell right now um yeah we like recorded the album and then i guess i have a couple songs uh that are ready to go but um it was just kind of like a. it was probably a good seven eight months that we took to record this album just over the course of it um which was really fun because a lot of times you or that a lot of times for me um it's been like studio time it's like mm-hmm. for the day i get get everything done whereas this time i um i rented out the room in the front in a front of this studio in in costa mesa here in in california and uh so i was attached like uh, i i do like graphic design work on the, um for work as well so i like used it as a studio but i kind of also used it to put myself in an environment where i was consistently consistently around music um, there's two other guys in the studio who 
are, are huge um, uh, parts of, of, of the album. They had, they had a huge part in the album. Um, and that's Stefan Mack and Bobby Krukowski. Um, and so we kind of just, because we saw each other pretty much every day, we were always talking about it, always working on parts, always kind of like just getting ideas going. And uh, that was a lot of fun and uh, to kind of have that amount of time to really let the songs develop and um, in, in, instead of a very like short schedule, like kind of pressured um, to get everything done and, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, I, I love that kind of environment and they they can be really tough to find where you're kind of surrounded with other creative people kind of doing, not even necessarily doing the same thing, but kind of the same mindset. And it, it's yeah. so invaluable to kind of, when you need a break, you can step away from what you're doing and go, you know, chit chat with them. And it still keeps you in the same mindset. Like I'm, I'm not a person that can work from home. I have to get a yeah. shower and go somewhere. Yeah. Well, it sounds like kind of like how you guys started to like, just artists sitting like catching up drawing in a, in a bar somewhere. Yeah, you know, for sure. You need that. Like you need those other people who are on, on the same level or, or just have the same interests and it just builds this kind of like community or, or friendship. And I mean, that's how a lot of bands have been that I've been in just like you become family pretty quickly. And uh, you know, you're, you're bearing your, your emotions to to the world and uh and you share that share the performance with with all your buddies so that to me is more important than than a lot of you know what the is what is expected um with with all this music stuff it's just kind of like oh i get a I get a chance to like be with my friends and and my sister sings in the band so get to see her and just be be with friends and and family so and i think that kind of you know, community keeps you like holds you accountable too. like, they're not the ones, you know, if you play a few of your friends who aren't musicians or, you know, you show drawing to someone who's not an artist, mm-hmm. they can be like, Oh, that's great. Cause they don't have the frame of reference to be like, Oh, maybe you should do it this way. Or, you know, this sounds a little, you know, off key or whatever. Right. You know, and I, cause they all understand that you want that criticism, you know, to very good. Are, do you have like a specific person that you bring your stuff to first? Like, For there... this particular album, it was definitely Bobby, uh, the drummer. Um, we we spent like weeks just kind of like sitting through pl- playing like like I would just play bass and he'd play drums and we'd just play the songs, just drum and bass and like get the parts out. Um, and he actually helped with some of the arrangements and and some of the lyrics in a couple of the songs, like uh, shame on us. That's out today. He helped a lot on that one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just fun to throw ideas around, but um, he's also, Bobby's also really good at um, like engineering and, and recording stuff. So, which I'm, I'm not at all. I like, I can turn on a mic and kind of like make it sound good, but uh, yeah, the other guys in the studio are definitely more the gear guys um and so that kind of give and take was really cool too um because they were so helpful and in a lot of ways but yeah bobby's really good he has he has a great 
ear for all kinds of things and and would definitely like um threw some ideas around that were surprising to me and also that i really liked so it's always good to have that camaraderie um in a way and then stefan the um who he's he's mostly like a mixing engineer but he's a great um he's a great musician as well um some of the arrangements that he brought um into the project were super cool just like little little um b sections or turnarounds or transitions into in different parts of the song so um yeah those two guys were definitely a huge part in the album so we've been doing these podcasts for about eight years or so and of course right in the middle of those eight years we had lockdown and the pandemic and i found it fascinating there there were two types of people there are people who like i have no creative juice now and i'm just binging netflix and then other people found it like you know it's great because i can just sit in the studio and work all day um so now i think we're starting to kind of see stuff you know get recorded that was written and created and i'm really curious if we're going to see like a trend coming out of covid have you noticed a, a any change into the way your music is has it changed tone or um maybe maybe a little bit yeah maybe some sarcasm in, yeah in, sprinkled here and there but uh no i i'm on the sim sim boat as you a bit uh on like definitely i'm i'm way more of a homebody now um and which i never really understood but <laughs> uh yeah now i definitely like alone time a lot more and like um and understand it and kind of like have been getting a lot of rest but i was definitely like way more social of a human before um yeah. lockdown and everything so um yeah i guess that that will probably shine through in some of the songs um probably like shame on us that's out today and then another song walls on the album is there's there's definitely like some lyrics in there that are are talking it's not directly saying like this is about the the pandemic but like it, y- you could probably figure it out <laughs> yeah yeah it, and it, it's just interesting because i mean i've even seen like some changes in like you know big budget media you know like they have i don't know if you've seen uh last of us yet uh, yes dude uh, it's just so good <laughs> yeah i uh we finished episode four and i was like damn it like I need more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I love the way that streaming are now putting out like one or two a week. I think that's. It definitely that's... keeps you interested. Yeah. I think I it. Uh, but yeah, that, that show is awesome. Like just another kind of zombie kind of show, but, but it's cool. Yeah. yeah and it is, but I felt it, it's, it, it reminds me a lot of like early walking dead where like, there were zombies, but it was more about the people. And right, yeah. But and I never played. I don't play video games, so I couldn't tell you. You know, people be like, "Oh, it's just like the video game." I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't I play. Tell you. I don't play video games either. Yeah. Um. Do you find other things like you know, e- either TV, movies, visual art, like affects your music writing, or do you? Uh not really 
Well, how do you, how do you start with a song? Do you start with the lyrics, or do you kind of like? Work? It depends. A lot. A lot of this most recent stuff is like definitely just like emotional stuff that I'm going through, and it it's almost like like a processing of emotions for me. Like I can sit down and just kind of like write what I'm feeling, and then be like, oh yeah, that is how I feel. Because <laughs> a lot of a lot of times I like have a hard time articulating myself in in a, in a lot of uh circumstances um just like socially i can i can just kind of shrug stuff off or just joke around instead of trying to um i don't know talk about how i'm feeling but music is always uh like something that i can do do that with and just because you get a little bit more personal a little bit more raw on ex exactly how you're feeling um and you can like almost confront things that you don't want to <laughs> so um yeah i i usually i usually have maybe like some a chord progression that that i like um or maybe a melody and then i kind of like do like uh i'll try and find a melody that works with with the chord progression or i'll try and find a chord progression that works with the melody but um yeah it's there's n there's never a tr true recipe with, yeah. with songwriting it's just kind of like um sometimes it it happens sometimes it you write a song in five minutes sometimes you write a song in five years and yeah with, but, with stuff that it can be so you know meaningful and representative of what you're going through personally have you ever like written a song and been like i can't put that out that's too personal um yes i think i think i just i can't think of i can think of some that i like started and then i didn't finish yeah probably for that reason because i was yeah. like this is too much like fuck this one uh but uh i think a lot of the time most of the times I do feel a little bit un uneasy about some of them. And I'm like, Oh, this could be too much. And then, but a lot of the songs um, I just put out anyway, because I think I've learned through like years of, of writing music and playing music. Like you're going to feel differently about that song in a couple of years than you did in that moment. And it might mean you might not feel, you know, that's the same exact way and you might actually like it more yeah. later down the road or you might hate it in a lot of cases because <laughs> you grow artistically a lot of a lot of old stuff it's almost embarrassing but um yeah i think i think i'm pretty comfortable with you know having like putting songs out even if it's uh about things that are questionable or um maybe not something that i would particularly want to like talk to anybody about <laughs> I, I think that's one of my favorite things about creative people is we can simultaneously love something and dislike it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, oh, I really like this piece and like, really, I'm like, well, except for this, 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 and this, but I mean, yeah. overall, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yep. you're just yeah. like, all right, at some point this is, this is done. Yeah. No, and I that is that. the trick. Like, when do you, how do you, how do you figure out that point when it's done? Because I, I, I feel like there's been so many pieces that I've worked on that you're like, no, I want to do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you're like, oh, now it's garbage. 
yeah yeah totally uh you never know you could work work something way too hard um yeah i think i think you just have to kind of be less attached um or you have to figure out how to make yourself less less attached to um kind of the the final product um or like the the desire to make something perfect because it's it's never going to be um you can get close like you can you know get really good at your craft and and kind of dial in things and like um figure out some good ways to do things but yeah nothing ever ever comes out the same or, or perfectly and i find like when you um when you just kind of like have the um the rawness of almost like the first take of every song always ten- tends to be the best you know you start mm-hmm. to think and overperform where like really the first initial kind of attempt is almost always the best in a lot of cases you said um that you have to kind of detach from it and I, I totally relate to that because I, I found a little trick and I'll if I'm working on something and I want to see it how other people see it I take a photo on my cell phone and then I look at the photo and for some reason that gives me enough distance where I can see flaws that I wasn't seeing before oh, no kind of, yeah it's really weird um that's cool is there like a musical trick like that? Like if you listen to your car, is it different than if you like listened in the studio that, you know, just yeah, gives you. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, definitely listening on different mediums. Uh, I know a lot of like, like dudes will have different speakers that they can like just switch to or like an old vintage speaker, but um, it could be that, or it could be um, just like full, fully, changing the feel of a song like we just did a a little live video um and it was just uh me and my sister chelsea and my buddy matt um and we did like an acoustic um version of shame on us and we made it really swingy um okay and i ended up really liking that like way that we it made us like change the melody a little bit to fit the like swinginess of it. Cause the recording is super straight. And uh, yeah, I think, I think not being afraid to like completely change something and explore that um, wherever it leads you is like really important um, because a lot of artists can, find themselves like really one track minded on like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how the song was written. And this is my, like how I did it. Yeah. Where if you let um, some other like influences come in, it can take it to a better place of like, or it can take it to a place that's, that's better for that song or not, but also just have, couple different versions of the song if you want <laughs> you know yeah and it also makes me think of um do you know who adam savage is i do not he's on mythbusters yeah i didn't know that. i mean i know uh, it. so it was like a show on discovery that they blow things up he was a um special effects artist and model maker 
And sometimes he says when he's struggling to figure out what color something should be painted, he'll paint it the color that he knows it shouldn't be painted. <laughs> and that somehow doing that kind of like jogs and be like, oh, no, no, okay, now I, you know, I know it's not supposed to be orange, so I'm going to paint it orange. And then you paint it like, okay, no, now I have a better perspective and yeah, kind of start to, over. Exactly. So you can see it, yeah, for what, like in a different light. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah um, I, I feel the same with design stuff too, because I do a lot of graphic design. It's like you have to throw everything at the board and see it all in context before you can actually like as- make uh get, like as- kind of assemble everything into what you're trying to make um but yeah and I, I feel like there's an important thing about getting like the bad idea out um yeah uh, we 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 you know in Ebra, we spend a lot of time in the car traveling from event to event mm. and me and my business partner you know i love dad jokes and puns and so we'll get stuck on a stupid pun idea and we'll be like, oh, you know, fish slash art puns. And we'll just, you know, it's the car, just keeping yourself <laughs> amused in the car. And every once in a while you have to be like, all right, I'm going to say this. I know it's stupid. I know it's a bad one, but I have oh, yeah. to get it out of my head so I can then. So yeah. th- there's really something about kind of just getting out a bad idea into the world to just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. That's that I can now think about something else. You would you would get along really well with my buddy Billy. He's king of dad jokes. Uh, yeah, we we had a similar thing. Like a bunch of us were out to dinner like a couple months ago, and we were on like it. We were everybody was on like this one theme joke, and someone would sometimes it would fall flat, and everyone would yeah. just be like, "Ah, oh, dad." <laughs> and it's yeah. always I always yeah. love when we do it too because like it'll be like we'll joking around whatever and then like someone will start off the pun train and then like yeah. you'll get a few like fast and then it'll get dead <laughs> quiet yeah and you'll be like you're just thinking about puns aren't you He's like yeah totally <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah sometimes i'll think of one because i'm horrible with puns and like dad jokes but i uh i'll like think of one and like wait to like throw it out uh or like it just or or Billy, my friend, my friend, King of the Dad jokes, just would be like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> just like, Damn it! Yeah. Um, still to this day, my absolute favorite dad joke is um, there's two uh, wind turbines in a field, and the first wind turbine turns to the second wind turbine and says, "Hey, do you like country music?" And the other wind turbine says, "No, I'm a big metal fan." Uh, <laughs> dad. <laughs> <laughs> It's it. great. Like it, and like me and my kids will text jokes back and forth. It's it's they're yeah. just there's something about them that they're just so stupid, but they, yeah. they somehow still pull a laugh, you know. Get wholesome fun. Yeah. Um so something I like to ask a lot of musicians, I just dropped my pen. Um what are you listening to? Like what's uh you know, give someone else a yeah, shout man. out. Like what what what's what's good that I'm not listening to? I've been thinking about that a little bit this week because I honestly, I haven't been listening to a whole lot of music. I've been like deep in podcasts, but there's definitely like a ton of friends. And well, what like, podcast are you listening to? Because I'm a huge podcast person too, I suppose. Oh man. I mean, I listen to armchair expert quite a bit, pretty, pretty into that, but, um, and then they have like multiple podcasts within that. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, inspired unemployed, uh the australian dudes i lived in australia for a while so i uh i cling on to anything australian uh they're super funny it's kind of like 
they're not even really like comedians they're just kind of like uh influencer kind of dudes yeah um but uh that one's super funny um and then like tmg um podcast um yeah what about you uh well the inebriate podcast obviously (laughs) weird thing is i never listen to our podcast um uh sawbones is one of my favorites okay sawbones is um it's a husband and wife um pairing and the wife is a doctor and the husband's just a professional podcaster and they will basically take some sort of ailment or medicine they'll do say i don't know uh eczema and they will go all the way back in history to find like the first reported case of eczema and be like you know at that point they you know would rub it down with bull dung and sheep urine and then they'll walk you through history and about like how you know the medicines changed over time and up to like how we treat it today that's rad. Yeah, it's really it's really well done because the husband kind of plays the idiot, so he's really funny, and she, you know, she's a lot of fun yeah. too. But she's kind of the informative one, and he's kind of the the fool of it, and it's really good. Yeah, those are the best kind of conversations for sure. Yeah, and um, then the the one podcast that got us into podcasting is uh, No Such Thing as a Fish. Okay, and I got to check it out. It's four researchers for there's a, a British show called QI and it's just kind of like a weird trivia panel show. They basically ask impossibly hard trivia questions. And uh. so these are researchers for that show and they present like the four most interesting facts they've discovered during that week. And it, it's again, it's if you like bar trivia it's great because it kind of scratches that same edge, but it's all, they're also really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to check that out. Yeah. I, I just am in, in my car and like driving around and I, sometimes I just get like, so over music, uh, I, it goes in phases though. Sometimes it'll be all music for months and then I'll like switch to podcasts or whatever. But, um, do you, do you find being a musician, I don't want to say ruins your enjoyment, but I've gone to see people perform with musicians <laughs> and had to turn and be like, will you shut up? I don't care if his G string is like slightly <laughs> like I'm here for the fun of like going out. And do you ever uh, like kind of have to shut up that would, part? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went through a phase of like not going to any gigs unless I was like super into the band or like, like I really like admired the artist. I definitely, I definitely was that like kind of snobby guy, music guy. I was like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to go. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I definitely am out of that phase now, but yeah, it's weird. You kind of like overanalyze things when they shouldn't be uh, overanalyzed. You just kind of want to go for the experience and, and yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I, I was very much a music snob in, I would, I've always been the kind of person to like go seek out new music and then I'd find something and then it would become popular and I'd be like, ugh, you know, I can't even <laughs> listen to that. You ruined it for me. You know, like right. the, that was the hipster before it was cool. 
Right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely enjoy it more more now. And me and my wife, we love like that's one of our favorite things to do together is go to shows or um yeah, that kind of thing. We definitely like bonded over that. But um I don't know. I just like I'd rather I'd rather not like go and like ruin it for myself you know and yeah. be like uh I, I didn't enjoy that so I, I kind of like funnel it down a little bit more now where i'm like yeah i'll go to a show if i if i'm super into that that album or whatever is new but yeah i haven't been i haven't been listening to a whole lot of music lately um a lot of i've i've been super inspired by a lot of people that i've met this year that are chasing kind of the same dream uh and 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 writing and um just like sharing songs with friends um so that's been super fun kind of just trying to um meet more people that are doing the same thing or um it just you know creates more more interest and it's fun to to kind of tag tag along with people on what they're trying to do and i find it it can especially if i'm kind of hitting kind of a wall if i meet someone who's new or or really getting involved and their energy can kind of be contagious where you're like oh yeah that's why i do this you know yeah Um, yeah totally i feel like everybody is kind of on fire right now trying to trying to do stuff out of out of covid like i feel like there's been this big creative kind of boom from a lot of people so super excited about that yeah and and like crowds are starting to come back and events are starting to come back and it's it's nice to see but there still are people who are just like you know i built a home bar and now i hang out there you know they spent all this time (laughs) refurbishing my house and now i just love hanging out there Right. So it's weird because sometimes it is tough to get people like back in the the, the flow of just kind of like being social again. Totally. I think a lot of people feel that. And yeah, definitely a lot of people are feeling that. Yeah. Uh, so the new album comes out tomorrow. So by the time this airs, it will be out. Uh, what was the name of the album? Sorry. Yeah, it comes out Friday, um, February 10th. Uh, it's called Good for Nothing, and then in parentheses, a, spir- a spiraling blackout montage. And they can find it on all the all all the music platforms. Uh, are there going to yeah, be yeah. Uh, hard copies, CDs, vinyl, cassettes? Apparently, people make cassettes again now. That's stupid. Yeah, I I just this is kind of funny. I just uh, bought like a CD burner with like ten different tra- burning trays. Yeah, so I can like hand make some CDs for. We're doing a uh, album release party on Friday night. Uh, we have a gig, and uh, I'm gonna like hand make some CD cases and uh, do that. But I I just have like merch patches and T-shirts. But I don't know. Uh, I would love to make some vinyl, um, but it takes forever. And it's gonna be fairly expensive, I would think too. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, it'd be sweet to just do like a hundred copies or something. I think I'm gonna do that eventually. Yeah, because um, I'm really stoked on the artwork and and uh, and how that oh, all. Of can course, because be- you're a designer. 
So yeah. <laughs> I, I had some buddies uh, appreciate the album cover. collaborate. Yeah, I had uh, uh, my friend Hannah painted, did a portrait of me, and then I had my my buddy Mason embroider um, the text. So it's kind of like a multimedia kind of kind of collage of of some different things. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really stoked on that. Um, and it'd be yeah, it'd be sweet to get some some big uh, get it printed on vinyl. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'll definitely do it. I'll definitely do yeah. it. And, not... and what about um, your music social medias? Is Instagram or yeah, uh, Hoogan Boom? It's uh, Hoogan dot Boom on Instagram. Um, that's kind of like, and I guess I think it's the same on TikTok. It's trying trying to get on the TikTok game. Yeah, no yeah. It's, join the club, man. I think we have like six videos in the last eight months because yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just another thing I got to do. Yeah, I, I feel the same about that. Yeah, I just want to focus on the music. So going to be playing more gigs this year and, and getting out uh, doing that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, yeah, talk to us. It's a lot of fun. It was and, great talking. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out that podcast because that sounds really interesting yeah and, likewise uh, um we'll we'll have to uh dm each other those oh yeah for sure yeah and yep. um yeah that's pretty much it so thanks again for taking the time uh listeners you know where to find us next week when we'll be talking with i don't i don't even know who we're gonna be talking with i don't have any idea uh but <laughs> you can check us out again next week right on and thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.